Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspectives in honor of the Refuah Shalema, the complete and speedy recovery of Rav Amitai ben Shoshana, Shaul ben Brita, and Lior Gabai ben Michael. This week's Parsha Perspective is in loving memory of Leah Mincha Basak of Yosef, Edward ben Ephraim, Shlomo ben Edward, and Yerachmiel Daniel ben Gedalia. May their souls be uplifted and may their memories be a blessing. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Shemais. Real leadership qualities, and we begin the second book of the Torah, Sefer Shemos. Our parsha starts off by concluding the story of a family and beginning the birth of a nation. The Torah begins by giving us context to the Jewish people's situation at that time. Yosef and all the Shvatim, all the brothers, had passed on, and a new king, a new pharaoh, forgot all about Yosef and his accomplishments. As the Jewish people began to flourish and prosper, Paro became worried and fearful of their growth and numbers and resolved to find a solution to his Jewish problem. He enslaved the Jewish people and forced them to do hard and backbreaking work to destroy their mind, body, and spirit. Meanwhile, after being raised in the royal residences, Moshe Rabbeinu ventured out of the palace for the first time to see the Jewish people in pain and in suffering. As he roamed about, he witnessed an incident that would forever change his destiny. Moshe Rabbeinu saw an Egyptian slave master hitting and beating a Jewish slave. And he decided that he could not stand by anymore as his brothers and sisters were in pain. Moshe Rabbeinu said God's holy and secret 72-letter name, killing the Egyptian instantly. The backlash came quickly. Power discovered what he did and wished to kill Moshe for his actions. But Moshe already fled Egypt and escaped to the country of Midian to avoid Power's punishment. When he arrived in Midian, he went straight to the city well as his ancestors did, and he met the seven daughters of Yisroi, the chief priest of Midian. After helping them draw water for their animals, the sisters returned home and told their father Yisroi what happened. Yisroi then invited Moshe to eat and stay in his home. Moshe eventually married Yisroi's daughter, Sipora and became the shepherd of all of Yisra's animals. Once, while herding the animals, Moshe came across a burning bush. But the more he looked, the stranger it seemed. The bush appeared to be ablaze, yet the roses, yet the leaves were not burning. As he came closer to investigate, God called out to him, and he said, Stop, do not come closer, take off your shoes, for you are standing on holy ground. God told Moshe that he has heard the cries of the Jewish people in suffering and in pain and wanted Moshe to finally lead them out of Egypt. But Moshe objected and argued that he had a lisp and could not adequately represent God's holy words. But God responded that Aaron and his brother would assist him with his mission, but Moshe's purpose was to lead the Jewish nation out of Egypt. And although Moshe tried to argue, he eventually accepted this vital mission and gathered his wife and children and headed to Egypt to redeem the Jewish people. However, a question comes to mind. God approached and revealed himself to Moshe Rabbeinu through the burning bush. But why did God not call out to Moshe directly rather than the burning bush? What is the significance of the burning bush and its lesson for Moshe Rabbeinu? The Ibn Ezra, Rav Avram Meir Ibn Ezra, gives a very interesting explanation. 
He writes that God revealed himself through a burning bush to teach Moshe a powerful lesson. Just as the bush may be on fire yet not be consumed, so can God liberate the Jewish people from the harshest of circumstances. The Ibn Ezra explains that God demonstrated his power, his strength to Moshe Rabbeinu, so he would accept the mission and lead the Jewish nation out of Egypt. God knew that Moshe would be hesitant to take on this assignment as he personally experienced Pari's anger and Pari's rage, and therefore God uses the burning bush to remind Moshe Rabbeinu of God, of his power, of his dominance, of his rulership over the entire universe. However, the Sifrono, Rev. Ovadia Sifrono, gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He writes that God used the burning bush to teach Moshe two essential lessons in leadership. Just like the bush was aflame but not consumed, so too Moshe must inspire his people with a zeal that does not overwhelm them. Moshe never personally experienced slavery when he was in Egypt. His tribe, the tribe of Levi, was not enslaved, which Pari actually reminds Moshe of when he comes to liberate the nation. Similarly, he was saved by Pari's daughter Batya and raised in the royal palace. And then he evaded Paro's punishment by fleeing to Midian where he met his wife and had his two sons. The Sifrono explains that the burning bush demonstrated to Moshe on how to approach and deal with a nation in pain, a nation in suffering. His energy, passion, and enthusiasm to carry out God's plan must not minimize or belittle the immense suffering and pain this nation is experiencing. He should be delicate and sensitive when approaching the Jewish people to tell them, they will finally be redeemed. But the Sifrono continues that just as the bush has beautiful roses, beautiful flowers, along with spiky thorns, so will the Jewish nation. There will be tzaddikim, there will be righteous, upright, and virtuous individuals, along with those who are wicked and seek to do evil. Just as the fire encompassed the entire bush, so will the leader who will liberate the entire nation, righteous and all. The two powerful lessons about leadership that Sephrono learns from the burning bush are ever more relevant as the nation's divide grows deeper. We must search and follow those who look to bridge the gap and close the divide that is tearing us apart. We are approaching a period of financial and societal uncertainty. We must realize that a fragmented or torn nation won't ever stand the test of time. In our daily life, It is imperative that we recognize the uniqueness and holiness of every Jewish person's soul because they have a duty in God's world. Whether they are close friends, family, or just strangers, they are an integral and necessary part of God's plan for the universe. And they alone can tip the scale in our favor and bring about the ultimate redemption. There is a powerful quote about leadership. A good leader leads people from above them. A great leader leads people from within them. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.